Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In episode 15 of the NFL Vent Zone, we discuss the Vikings' miserable defense, Mike McDaniel's Cali curse, Big Cock Brock Purdy, and much, much more. <laughs> Stop shaking it. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the NFL Vent Zone, presented by Sport Tank. Oleong, Dan Yates, and Chris Tebbett here, ready to help you through the trials and tribulations that come with supporting a team in the National Football League. Talking of trials and tribulations, it was a tough week for both of you. Dan, how was your late night watching of the Seattle Seahawks? How are you doing this week? I love watching the Seahawks lose to the Panthers to go 0-4 against the useless NFC South and staying up to 1.30 in the morning to do that. That's exactly what I wanted to do in my weekend. What a pleasure. Tevs, how are you doing this week? Awful. Christmas is ruined. Um, you know, my I've <laughs> told my parents I'm not coming home. No one's getting any gifts. And I'm going to sequester myself uh, in my room until the Dolphins can, in fact, win a game. All so right. that's how I'm doing. <laughs> well, on the topic of bad weeks, you're not the only thing that's not going home. England football lost as well. But again, we don't talk about that kind of football here. Um, although maybe it would be a good idea to start one based on how many sad England fans there's going to be around the country at the moment. Yeah, that is just... Guys, <laughs> <laughs> a rough, rough week, rough week. Rough week here, other than maybe for me as a 49er fan. But more on that later, I promise. That we don't want to go down that hole yet. Um, this is the NFL Vent Zone. This is the NFL Fans Place uh, platform to vent about their team. Tebs, talk us through what the Vent Zone is, as you do so well every week. So this podcast is basically for the NFL fans who, you know, you just can't express yourself in, in the real world. People are worried about it coming home and it's not coming home. And they're worried about their football, not your football. And we're just here to give you that outlet so you don't embarrass yourself when you're down the pub talking with your friends and they're talking about a Phil Foden. And I've made this joke before. Who does he play for? Oh, is he a backup player for uh, the Chargers? No, congratulations. You're ostracized. No one likes you. You're not being invited to your office Christmas party. Sad. Disgusting. The way to prevent that, comment on the NFL Vent Zone. Send your vents in. And that way you can get it off your chest and live your life normally. 
It's always good to see where you take us each week, Tevs. It's one of the f- highlights of my week. Thank you for that. But yeah, NFL Vent Zone, send us your events because we do want them on the show. NFLventzone at gmail.com or just contact us on social media. Uh, we've got other news this week. We're running a competition. And uh, the good news is we want you to send us vents. When you do send us a vent, you get a chance to win a cap, an NFL cap of your choice. It's quite simple. Send us a vent, NFLventzone at gmail.com or via our website, um, which you can find via our social media because I don't know it off by heart. <laughs> send it there. We'll get you. It will get you entered in for a chance to win an NFL cap of your choice. How exciting. Dan, you're starting us off this week. What would you like to get off your chest? Okay, as a defensive coach, it really winds me up when teams have a complete inability to hold on to a lead. And this year is terrible. We've had 41 games so far where there's been a comeback of at least 10 or more points, which sounds great, right? Loads of comebacks, that's exciting football. Yeah, but it also means 41 teams had a 10-point lead and threw it away, which is a disgrace. We've also had 65 games with a fourth quarter comeback this this season, which is the second most all-time. I mean... Take two primetime games last week, not both last game week, Thursday night and the Monday night game. Two teams up 16 to three in the fourth quarter, both teams lose. Like, as, as a defensive coach, that annoys me so very much. And I've got two reasons why it's happening. Teams either go into, I want our defense to make a big play to finish the game. So they start blitzing and playing man coverage, AKA the Raiders idiots or they go into prevent defense and will give you 15 yards at a time and will let you get out of bounds and that drives me insane as well have they not figured out by now that prevent defense doesn't work anymore like these teams had scored three points through over three quarters of the game why would you change your defense for the last bit of the game when they haven't been able to score on you i just don't understand it so it drives me nuts Tex, what do you think I mean, it is amazing to see just how bad football is this year. Um, I was watching the uh, Monday Night Football broadcast last night for whatever reason, and the hosts on that were like, this season has not been good for football. <laughs> and to be fair, they're, they're right. You know, like, it seems to be that any, especially the primetime games, they can't get it right in terms of picking an exciting game. Obviously, they flexed out Chiefs-Broncos the, uh, last week in favour of Dolphins Chargers. And Dolphins Chargers was, you know, outside of being a Dolphins fan, boring. Whilst um, Chargers, oh, sorry, Chiefs Broncos was a madness because, you know, Russell Wilson sucked the whole season. It's been it's been a season of pretty mediocre NFL play. Um, <coughs> but, yeah, I mean, the NFL must be loving this, realistically, because they're, they get to see those fourth quarter comebacks, which realistically is what sells some tickets, you know? So, yeah, I mean, this is exactly what they want. When, when you're lining up uh, a game between uh, the Rams and the Raiders, the best you can hope for is the, the kind of finish that we had. Uh, Unless, unless you're a Raider, um, unless you're anyway involved with the Raiders where it's never good when Baker Mayfield turns, makes everyone laugh at you when he comes out in the uh, post game, post-game um, press conference or interview and he says that he was shocked when he saw the uh, the defensive lineup that they put up when they were impressed and it was just an easy throw over to uh, Van Jefferson. I don't think it's good when Baker Mayfield is uh, making people laugh at you when he's been the laughing stock for quite a while. It has been weird. I mean, early doors, we we, we spoke about how the te- teams are scoring 
much less points than they're used to. I mean, Dan, you picked out a number of interesting stats. I think it was, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was something along the lines of there were there were way less teams that were averaging over 25 points per game. It dropped considerably and you were kind of blaming that on old old quarterbacks and poor offensive line play. Do you think that the fact that these offences are getting away less is probably contributing to this, where you see these comebacks come from, like those examples, 16-3, then it only takes two touchdowns to get back into it. Um, do you think that, that that's possibly what's creating this issue, is that offensive play is just not good this year? You see, I kind of thought that, but I looked at it from the other direction of teams that have got the lead can't hold it because they can't run the ball, so they can't run the clock down. So I went and looked at that, and actually the rushing numbers are way up this year compared to last year. It's like 30% more yards per game rushing than last season. So that doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing I can bet on having watched a lot of football this year is that defences are doing something different in the fourth quarter. And they're either going all out because they want to finish the game, or they're going all the way the other way into prevent. And it, it winds me up. Yeah. Because they've clearly been doing something well all game. And then they decide when it comes to crunch time to change it. Yeah, but how, and how often do you see that on the offensive side of the ball as well? When a team, like when you look at the, the roles reverse of that, and then a team who've dominated all game on the offensive standpoint suddenly in the fourth quarter get shy and they don't want their quarterback to throw the ball and instead they just try and run it and then they don't get those first downs and then it lets the other team come back. Why? It, it is like one of the, you see it every single season where teams change their strategy in the fourth quarter on both the defensive and offensive side of the ball. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's bizarre, but I suppose it does at least lead to some closer games. I mean, when you've got Baker Mayfield executing an almost identical fourth quarter comeback to Tom Brady, that's quite a parallel and not one I'd, I thought we uh, were expecting to see. Um, but yeah, I suppose from a fan's perspective, at least it does create more excitement. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with it. The NFL are happy indeed, yeah. Uh Tebs, moving on to you. You you've got a you've got a theory you want to share with us. I've got a theory. Obviously, Dolphins, they were doing well. They were a good team for like f- five weeks. I was loving life, living my best life. I a tan naturally grew on me. I was just <laughs> effervescent with uh, pride for my American football team. However, the last two weeks, what has happened? What's happened now? Here's the thing. I don't think two has regressed in any way. I think it's an issue. I think it's a geological issue. I think where did these games take place? California. Where did Mike McDaniel used to coach? In California. He can't do it. He's too they can't be done. They can't win in California. The Dolphins can't win in California. Mike McDaniels, he can't win in California. That's what it is. And you know, they're going to Buffalo this week, prime time in December. Not ideal, but I didn't have that one down as a win anyway. But the other two uh, against the 49ers and the Chargers, I did. So this is it. This is it's the only reason because the 49ers aren't a better team and the Chargers aren't a better team either. So it just seems to be that the Dolphins cannot win when they're on the West Coast. They're too busy having a great time smoking that legal laser lettuce, having the time of their lives. And that's the, that's, that's the only thing it can be. That's the only possible reason why they lost. Anyone got any thoughts on that? Because, you know, whatever, you, whatever you're going to say, you're not going to convince me. So there's no point. Like, that's the only reason why. What, what about, um, what about no. the offensive line? No. <laughs> no? Okay. What about no. the quarterback's uh, decreased accuracy? Anything to do with that? No. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you want to know why? It's, do you want to know why? It's because he was on the West Coast. That's why. He... Because it's a, di- it's a different type of humid than Florida. That's mm. what it is. Cool. There's corruption in the NFL. Dan, I mean, I'm all... I'm all out of ideas. It's got to be voodoo. Anything from you? <laughs> I just think be happy that your next game's in Buffalo then, because that will yeah. definitely be easier for you. There's really seven yeah. to ten inches of snow, so that will definitely yeah. help. Yeah, they they train that in Florida. Yeah. But... Okay. So I can't comment on the voodoo. I can't comment on the voodoo, but there is something that I wanted to chat to you about. I mean, did did uh, did you boys see the uh, kind of online debate triggered by Emmanuel Acho, who called uh, Justin Herbert a social media quarterback. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, so... Yeah, I did. Mm. What, so this, this, th- that obviously put a lot of pressure on this game because it was this whole blown out of proportion who, Herbert versus Tua uh, game that was fairly unnecessary, but it happened. Tua yeah. finished the game 10 for 28, one with uh, 10 for 28, 145 yards with one touchdown. Herbert... 39 completions from 51, 367 yards. Two are completing just three of 15 passes in the first half. That is some hell of a voodoo. That's the worst completion percentage for a quarterback, Dolphins quarterback, since 1980. Now, last week, Tebs, we did discuss, and you said that you weren't concerned. It sounds like you're not still. And I think that, generally speaking, you you can't waver too much just from one two-game period. But I do think it was a bit bizarre. Are you are you still as confident on, on tour as you have been throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, I've again I've got no reason to not be, if I'm honest. Like okay, two it's a it's a two game slump, fine. Like he's still a young quarterback and this is more pressure than he's ever faced in his life. That the 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 Dolphins went from being, okay, maybe they'll get the playoffs to the Dolphins are a Super Bowl contender. This is the year for the Dolphins. It's a, it's a lot of pressure, you know, and especially again, the game against San Francisco, I'm more surprised with the game against the Chargers, if I'm completely honest. The game against the 49ers was billed as like, this is the biggest game in Tua's entire life. This is the <laughs> biggest game of the Dolphins. They win this, they're made, you know. It was, one of, it was one of those things. And it's now that the pressure's off slightly, I think that as long as Tua takes it easy... As he's been doing, however, like I take it easy, but he was—he decided to run on like four attempts last game, and I wanted to—I was screaming at the TV like, "Please don't ever do that again, my precious boy!" But um, you know, I don't think we're going to win against the Bills at home. They're obviously angry because we beat them um, in dubious circumstances last time. Um, however, like from there, it's what we got—we got the Packers, the Patriots, and the Jets. As far as I'm concerned, we win those last three games. So am I worried? No, not really. Okay, well, there we go. T- uh, Tebs is not worried about Tua. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how they go for the rest of the year. Cause, uh, well, I'm the, not worried uh, about him cause, because if I was worried, I'd have to get a refund for my Tua body pillow, but I don't want to do that <laughs> yet. <laughs> There's no need to return the uh, the pillow yet, but uh, also to be fair, Ollie, oh, to be fair, Ollie, given the state that the um, two are body pillows, and I don't think I could return it. <laughs> I, was about to oh, say, I was about to say, can we get a picture of you with your uh, body pillow? But maybe after that, we'll, uh, nah, we'll avoid that. Not, I don't think that's not for the best. Not safe for work, or frankly, not safe for anyone's eyes. Right, well, let's move on to the Giants. We've had a vent in from a fan. Bring it up on the screen, please, Chris, and then Tebs. You're going to talk about this one, please. 
So James has said, the most disappointing part of yesterday was that we beat ourselves early. Stupid mistakes on offense, defense and special teams within the first quarter gave the Eagles a lead that was already game over. I don't buy the courage part. The players weren't showing anything for a coach to put faith in. Here's the thing, is that that division is is one of the most wild divisions in sports. A few years ago, it was you know the, the, what's it, the NFC least. It was tragic. It was sad. You know, Washington got through on a losing record, but now they're all now they're all in playoff picture. I believe could have changed now, but the Giants are slowly failing. However, you know it was against the Eagles, but obviously losing against the Lions doesn't particularly uh, help anyone's narratives of being a good squad. Um, but watching that game, like Saquon Barkley couldn't get anything going. Obviously, you had somehow a punt that was dropped and it sort of goes to the punt that was dropped and then kicked, which is, is still legal, but <coughs> doesn't make any sense. Um, it was. And for me, it's, you know, it's the, it's the giants. They can't just win out ever, but you know, much like with the dolphins, I still think the giants are a, a good team, but they just need to sort of figure things out. As far as I'm concerned, most teams now, if you're going up if you're going up against the Eagles, you've got you got to just you know bite down and try to limit your losses, which unfortunately the Giants did not manage to do. That, so, Dan, you shake your head. Tell me what you think about the New York Giants. They're not a very good football team, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've who, convinced me. Who, who is actually like above average in the league on their team? The new rookie, I guess, came on Thibodeau. I was about, I was about, literally about to say I, that. Yeah, I'm not sure he is as a pass rusher. He hasn't, he hasn't really delivered this season. So but then, I'm going to go guess, with no. Like, he is, might be a bang average defensive end, but he's not, he's not upper echelon. Barkley isn't. He had a great start to the season, and now he's a bit banged up, and he just doesn't look the same. Yeah, tell that to my quick. fucking fantasy team. Well. <laughs> Mate, he was he was a sell candidate when he was good early. He's been he's been terrible and he's been banged up. I think he's done in in New York. Daniel Jones has regressed because he doesn't have a pass catcher that can you know catch. Unfortunately for him, uh, and the defense is is trash. Like it, it's twenty seventh in DVOA, twenty eighth in DVOA, and they've beaten bad teams. But they're not a good football team, unfortunately. Yeah, but and and, and you're you're absolutely right. But I guess the um the issue, well, the thing that is kind of their their amazing start actually has kind of done them dirty or it's done them bad because it changed everyone's perception of them. But the reality is, is when you were coming into the season, I think everyone pinned the Giants as the likeliest team to have the number one overall pick because they, for the exact same reasons that both of you have just said. They have like no talent on either side of the ball, and like not just like no talent, like absolutely none. So everyone thought they were going to be uh, bad, but I think Saquon Barkley is definitely like an issue. I mean, in the first seven looks games, looks like Todd Gurley did. Yeah, in the, uh, in the and that's not a good thing. No, in the first seven games, Saquon Barkley averaged five point two yards a carry, and in the last six games. He averaged three point. He's averaged three point one. So that's a massive drop of almost two yards per carry from the first seven games, of which they won six. So the first seven games they won six. Saquon Barkley was averaging five point two. Uh, in the last six games, they have 
only won one game and he's been averaging 3.1 yards and all of their wins were one score wins so what like they they're all games where you you how often you see a game that's won on a field goal it's just a bit fluky like they definitely are a well coached team and they were at the beginning of the year and that's why they scraped out those wins because good coaching can beat good coaching regardless of what players are on the field if the coaching is good enough or bad enough on the other side but that's it all kind of balances out and as the other teams kind of get tuned up throughout the season the lack of talent is starting to show and if anything the giants should just be happy with how well they performed they could lose out from here and they have seven wins and nobody would have pinned them to have seven wins at the beginning of the season so they've been doing yeah i think they're kind of a victim of their own success that they had earlier in the year um right should we move on boys any last thoughts on the giants or are you happy for me to take us onwards well, one thing that I've got is like the Giants are a bad team. The, pro- the problem that I've got with that is there there's more bad teams in the NFL this year than yeah. there may have been any other year. So, like I'd say, like comparatively to history, the Giants are a bad team right now. However, comparatively to 2022, I don't think they're that bad. Like no, there there are a lot. There are at least like five or six, seven teams that are worse than the Giants. Yeah, no, no, I think that, I think that's a good point. And again, I just think that's where you got to give uh, Brian Dayball a lot of credit um, because I think he has genuinely worked wonders. And when you look at what, like, some other coaches, like, for example, Matt Rule, think about what he managed to do with the talent that he had in Carolina. Absolutely shocking. And then you look at what Brian Dayball was able to do with the talent that he has in New York uh, with the Giants, and it's just a different there's two polar opposite stories and it actually shows how important coaching is shock and horror nfl in the it, it, uh, coaching is important uh right shall we move on let's move on um right we you're listening to the nfl vent zone as you can see by the nice logo in the bottom right hand corner if you are if you are watching this um, what you'll see below that is our email address that's how you get your vents onto the show nflventzone at gmail.com um Every week, our teams are riling us up. They're pissing us off, just like we've got Tebs and Dan on the show today, of course, wound up by their team's performances this week. Do send your vents in when you are frustrated. This is where uh, this is where you can get it off your chest. Uh, we're also, worth mentioning, we are, of course, presented by Sport Tank. Uh, Sport Tank, uh, to be fair, Tebs, can I throw over to you just very quickly here? Could you just give a um, very brief spiel about Sport Tank and what everything that they do uh, as well as helping us with this podcast. Sure. So Sport Tank is the largest British American football independent media outlet specializing in Brit ball, uni ball and women's football with the last two being me. You know, the, currently we are on the uni ball season, but we're on a Christmas break as of Monday, which is nice for me. But, you know, if you are interested in British American football, because the senior season starts soon and I'm sure that, you know, coaches like Dan will start, you know, getting get that getting that you know it's time to recruit so if you're interested in playing or even watching follow sport tank when we'll get you ready and prepared for the senior ball season and the second half of the uni ball season yeah that is bang on there is lit- so much on there and uh, you will also find articles written by all of us uh, on there as well so do go check them out and share them with everyone because they're so damn good uh Give Final them to people for Christmas. Yeah, mate, what a great idea. What a that, great what, gift. What a great gift. 
Uniball's uh, lists, yeah. <laughs> a oh, Uniball no. power rankings in your Christmas stocking. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. Let's, uh, let's not go down that road. Uh, Vikings next. Chris, bring up our fan vent about the Vikings. So this was sent by Bill. And uh, he says, uh, when Kurt... Cousins, not Kirk, when Kurt Cousins, who he's not a big fan of, he wants you to know, throws for 428 yards. You should not lose the damn game. We have zero defense and an offensive line that could block high schoolers. Couldn't block high schoolers, I assume. Let's be real, folks. Unfortunately, we are just not that good. Now, if I read you that and told you the uh, the record of the team, you wouldn't believe me. Ten, that does not sound like a description of a 10 and 3 teams. That is what the Minnesota Vikings are now. And uh, I've got one of my favourite stats of the whole season. It's just priceless. The Vikings have a record of 10 and 3. But what is their point differential? <laughs> minus 1. They have won 10 games. They've only lost 3. Their point differential is minus 1. They are 10th for the amount of points scored, but they are ninth worst for the amount of points conceded. Meaning, they're, um, they're, for as good as their offence is, their defence is almost the perfect amount bad. And uh, the Lions, this week, who beat them in a, in a division matchup, are the fifth straight team to go for 400-plus yards. I mean, they are getting absolutely slaughtered. The Chiefs have the same record as the uh, Vikings. They're also 10-3. and three. Their point differential is 86, which means they cover by 6.6 .6 on average every game. They cover by 6.6. Reminder, the Vikings are at minus one. How is this possible? How is this possible? Dan, have you been uh, enjoying the uh, the Vikings season where they're going minus one point differential? Yeah. yeah, it's really weird because every game I watch of theirs, they're not the best team, and yet they find a way to win. And there's two ways to look at that, right? One is good teams win when they play badly. <clears throat> and the other is... Bad teams occasionally get lucky and win some games, but you're not going to win the Super Bowl that way. Um, and unfortunately for them, I think it's the latter. I think there are bad teams that have got lucky and eventually that shamrock's going to fall out of their ass and they'll start losing games. <laughs> like They are giving up 404 yards a game on defence. 404 on average. That's worse than every other team in the league. Like You think the Seahawks have a bad defence. We're giving up 378. So they're giving up way more yards than we are. They are awful. They've just had some good moments and they've found a way to win some tight games, which is great. I don't think it's sustainable, unfortunately, for them. 
It is really funny, isn't it? The amount of times where I've been, I've been, I, you know, I've been around some football people like, oh yeah, Vikings to win the Super Bowl. No, no, don't lie to yourself. Like it's impressive. It's impressively bad to have a be ten and three, minus one point differential, four hundred yards a game. All that this tells me is someone needs to cover the spread with the Vikings because they suck. You know, the Vikings have like. <laughs> I, I'm sure that that team is is really, really pulling for Justin Jefferson to carry the entire weight of their stadium on his massive legs. Because that's all that's happening here. Because Kirk Cousins is not good. I don't care how many games he's been. Kirk Cousins is not good, and he's never been good. He's been he's been a backup quality at the very least, I think. And also, he's a big nerd, and I don't like him. Um, <laughs> You know, but it's Justin Jefferson carrying that whole franchise, and oh, just they're not going to go anywhere. Like, there's nothing even, really. Yeah, he doesn't even have Dalvin Cook helping him out this year. Dalvin Cook seems to be way really inefficient. Um, I mean, it's actually quite similar, really, isn't it, to the Giants, where uh, it's all these one-score games, and um, so the Vikings obviously they've won ten. Nine of them uh, have been one-score games. So just like the Giants, they they they're winning the 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 kind of the lucky bits, or they or they're well coached and they're winning just their crucial moments at the end of the game. But it also shows that they're just they are playing to their opponent's ability. Whether they're playing a better team, they play up to them, or other than the Cowboys, who they got absolutely mutilated by, or when they're playing bad teams, they're playing down to them, and it's just creating these close matchups every single time, and. Uh, Again, when you have when all your wins are one score wins like this, it just means that the uh, it's just going to balance itself out, and uh, the the uh, the true kind of ability of the team is gonna is gonna come out. Uh, Justin Jefferson, it's worth noting, had two hundred and twenty odd yards this week. Like you said, Tebs, he's carrying the team on his own at the moment. Um, he is absurd. He really is. Uh, Dan, any last thoughts before we move on, before you take us over to the uh, misery corner that is the Raiders? Uh, it's baffling, but the Vikings are currently in place to get the two seed, and they're going to welcome a much better team into their building and get spanked in the playoffs. You heard it here first. One thing I will say, I still find it mad that the Lions traded TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. They were, oh, have we just forgotten about... He's had worse stats with the Vikings than he had with the Lions. By quite a long way. Quite a long way. I think he's averaging two fewer catches a game and twenty-five yards less. The thing is, well, like, I still think I, I still think Hawkinson's like a top-tier tight end as well. But that is a shame. But he did have one ridiculously massive game for the Lions that probably skews his stats. Like I can't remember what it was, but I know in like in fantasy, I swear he got like forty points in one game. Now that's going to skew your stats heavily. Because I see, like, he has been, he was typically underwhelming. I mean, when he first moved to Minnesota, it was like straight away, uh, it was, uh, he was having results. But yeah, he's maybe just quiet, cooling down a bit. Right, Dan, take us on to the Raiders because my laptop's about to die and I need to figure out why. So uh, I'm still here. <laughs> but just, okay, strong. Welcome to the segment we have every week where we vent about the Raiders and Broncos because they are two of the teams that frustrate us more than anything else in the world. And this week, it looked like the Raiders had a layup because they had 
the Rams coming in. The woeful Rams who had a choice between a quarterback that can't throw the ball and Baker Mayfield who'd been in the building for, oh, I don't know, two days. Literally met his teammates 48 hours before the game. He had one practice session where he went through 10 plays and then he played almost the entire game and beat them. Like... I cannot explain to people that don't play football how impossible it is that Baker Mayfield could be in the building for two days in an offense he doesn't know and with receivers he's thrown to and win a game and author a comeback when he had 98 yards to go in two minutes with no timeouts. Like, in any circumstances, you have to be able to close that game out. Any circumstances. And... When he doesn't know the offense and he hasn't thrown to receivers, just play zone. Play zone defense and make him make reads. Make him throw the ball into tight windows. Instead, you play man coverage on the outside and he just throws up a 50-50 ball and your DB doesn't get his head round because you haven't coached him properly. But I hate the Raiders so very much just based on this year. Because they've lost to the Jeff Saturday Colts, the only team that's lost to them. And they've lost to Baker Mayfield, the only team that's lost to Baker Mayfield all year. And he was in the building for two days. Tebs, do they annoy you? They annoy me, but I just, I've, I don't know. I've always had a real soft spot for Baker Mayfield. Like, I'm just happy to say, yeah, it's Baker Mayfield's fucking sick. This is the this is comeback season. But I know it's not, realistically. Um, but yeah, the Raiders are bad, awful. Like, they're, I, yeah, there's nothing else to say. The reason why they've got a lifetime membership is because they suck, and they've always sucked. They've always sucked, and that stadium is built on the bones of a team that maybe was good once when they won a Super Bowl. Like, John Madden is the only reason why that franchise is still relevant, and you can't tell me otherwise. I think this uh, this season has turned into like some co- kind of uh, comedy game for the NFL where uh, we just try and figure out the weirdest scenarios in which the Raiders can still lose. Like, we'll throw them, I know, we'll throw them an ex-offensive lineman who has never had any coaching experience in his life, not even, like, not even, like, NFL coaching, any football coach, he's, yeah, he never... No, had no, 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 he coached some high school games and he okay, lost them all, I think. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll we'll give it we'll give him put him against the Raiders. Surely they'll win that. Oh no, they didn't. Okay, in that case, what about Baker Mayfield? Yeah, that'll be funny. Baker Mayfield after two days. Oh, they lost that as well. Oh, they also have lost four games after being up by seventeen points. Josh McDaniels, this is the worst resume that you could ask for in one season. Jeff Saturday, Baker Mayfield, four games from seventeen. We was we uh, was it it was um, McDaniel's earlier in the season. We we're talking about that they can't afford to get rid of him. Is that right? Yeah. And this, is, and this is and this is where it's really. I mean, I find it funny because I think Derek Carr's trash anyway. Like this whole thing is going to fall exactly on the top of his head, and there's nothing he can do about it. He's getting cut, his definitely. his he's getting he's getting cut, and despite him being like having like starting QB potential. Congratulations on being the new Joe Flacco, except you were never elite, unlike Big Joe. So who's going to be their quarterback next year? I mean, it's all difficult to say, but I guess Tom Brady could be one. Actually, that might be the only way to do it. 
Baker Mayfield. Baker, Baker Mayfield. And they'll get Jeff Saturday in as coach. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is going to follow uh, follow Devontae Adams from Green Bay. I'm honest, mate. That wouldn't even surprise me. Uh, this great. is a uh, as uh, as was uh, identified by Chris's amazing graphic about with uh, some burning bins. Uh, it wasn't just the Raiders logo on there; it was the Broncos logo on there, who actually scored some points this week. So they why did. are we talking about them this week? Well, they still managed to get some unlucky stories. Uh, Dan, I'll hand back over to you. <laughs> yeah. So Russell Wilson's been trash all season. As we know, he's been the worst quarterback in the league and they're the worst scoring offense in the league. So this week, they decided to score 28 points. Good. Apart from the fact that their defense decided to have the worst outing it's had all year and concede 34 points, which is, I think, 10 points more than it's given up in any game this season. And to top it off, in a game where he got a over 100 passer rating for the first time in a year and a half, Russell Wilson exited the game with one of the worst concussions that I think I've seen on a football field since Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah, I knew that was fucking coming. Fuck's sake. Am I wrong? No, it was great. He got his head driven into the turf. He looked like he didn't know what planet he was on, let alone anything else. And then there's a picture of him with his helmet off afterwards, and he has like this tennis ball-sized lump on the side of his head. And I, I... I would be surprised if he played again this season. Because this season? Why would you? Why would you play oh, again? Yeah, he's, yeah. Gonna, he's definitely yeah. out next week. He's probably out the week after, based on what I've seen. So why on earth would you bring him back for the last two games of the season to get him injured? Okay. In a okay, season? you know what? Okay, that actually does make sense. Yeah, fair enough. No, it looks because bad. At least, at least if they lose out, they get a better draft pick, right? <laughs> oh, no way. No. Oh, That's no. Not- we currently get the number two draft pick overall for yeah. the Broncos because they suck. Can't even yeah, the pick can't even get much better. They're already at the second overall pick. I mean, could you imagine tra- getting new owners in, trading for Russell Wilson, Super Bowl winning Russell Wilson, getting the new owners? You've got this star you to think that they are sat with the second overall pick that they don't even get to use. This is one of the worst seasons surely that has ever happened in the NFL. It could be the worst trade that's ever happened in the NFL. For Broncos fans... Oh, 100%. One thing thing I will say is that I remember when everyone was like, this division is going to be the division that we all watch. Chargers are mad. Raiders are mad. Broncos are mad now. Chiefs are mad now. No, it's been the exact same as what everyone else who was smart would think. Chiefs win. End. Right. Yeah, no, we... uh, No doubt... Boys, we'll stop there because no doubt we'll have an opportunity to talk about them next week. Because uh, yeah, who's backing up? Who's backing up Russell Wilson? Brett Rippon. That'll Brett be interesting. Rippen. I'm sure yeah. we. To be fair, but it will actually be very interesting to see how the Broncos team get on with Russell Wilson benched. That'll be interesting to watch. But we can't talk oh, about that. Now. Uh, one more thing on the Broncos. I know we need to move on. Uh, it would not surprise me if Jerry Judy got banned because I don't know if anyone's seen this oh, yeah, in the first half. He rest. absolutely lost it on the field ripped his helmet off, was gesticulating very wildly towards the sideline. As he ran over to the sideline, he bumped into and made contact with an official who didn't throw a flag on it, but that is an ejection normally. It wouldn't surprise me if he get banned. At the very least, he's getting a big fine this week. Je- what did you say? He was gesticulating wildly. wildly. That's a, that is a, a very PC way of saying he lost his shit big time. Because like he proper went up and like, like he, he got just, in the ref's face and yeah, chest like, bumped him and chest shoved him. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see. But um, obviously for him, he finally had a good game. Uh, so it'd be a shame for him if he was to get um suspended. And they'd be down Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and they lost KJ Hamler, was it, or another one? Yeah. Anyway, that's too much, boys. We can't spend this much time talking about the Broncos and the Raiders. Yet we do put ourselves for it every week because it's funny. Um, but no, hope I do hope that Russell Wilson's okay. Uh, right. Let's talk about another quarterback who is actually having a really good time. Brock Purdy. I'm not going to say his nickname again because I actually hate the nickname uh, and I, we don't want to give it any more airtime. But there he is, King Purdy. Purdy goods this so far. He is the first quarterback. I can look at you boys already. You just you look fed up already and ready to just uh, roll your eyes and tell me that I'm wrong. He is the first quarterback to beat Brady on his first on the on the quarterback's first start. And he did it against the ninth best defense going into the week. They're now a bit lower, but at the time they were the ninth best defense heading into that week. I was worried going into the week because quite often, so in the first game, he had success against the Dolphins. And quite often you see a, a player come straight in, a quarterback come straight in, and they have a little kind of burst of success because the team isn't prepared for them. They haven't seen the film. Um, but even after a successful week one and a week's worth of film for a team that are a good defense, um, to 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 look at, he still had fantastic performance. He showed great pocket awareness in particular, and he was making some incredible throws. If now it's a massive if, of course. Like I'm not getting too carried away there. I do understand that he's only had two games and he was the last overall pick in the draft. But if he does, it could genuinely be an upgrade on Jimmy Garoppolo because his rating against the Dolphins was 88.8. His rating against the Bucks was 134. He played a lot against the Dolphins and obviously the whole game against the Bucks. 88 and 134. That's incredible. He's beaten Tua Tagovailoa and Tom Brady to start. That's not a bad start to the career. And just one final thing before I hand over to you to slate me both for you both to slate me. In the second quarter alone, Purdy completed two outside the numbers. Uh, touchdown passes. Um, that is more than Jimmy Garoppolo has had in the past three seasons combined. Shanahan seems to trust Brock Purdy in a way that he doesn't with Jimmy Garoppolo, and it confuses me as well. But it was a really, really strong performance from Brock Purdy, and I am very much having this as my brag for this week because it was a lot of fun. Uh, right, who who wants to have a go at me first? Uh, Tebs, we'll start with you. Dan, you just keep warming up your ideas. Well, it'd be a lovely idea, wouldn't it? It's a great story. You know, Mr. Irrelevant comes in, does bits. No, fucking leave it out. The 49ers are good. The 49ers were good despite having Jimmy G. And they're going to be good with Brock Purdy because they were good when they had shit QBs. Like, it's not Brock Purdy. It's the 49ers. It's what Shanahan has built. He's managed to put in... If you have a quarterback who is an absolute dog shit, you can plug, you can play, you can do bits. But it's not down on Brock Purdy at all, as far as I'm concerned. Grow up. Grow up and fuck off. That's what I think about that. Have a shit Christmas. Dan, your turn. Uh, he did look good. It's quite Oh, how did that face coming when... out your mouth? <laughs> Hang on. It's quite good to look easy when you've got Christian McCaffrey. Quite easy to look good. Okay. Did you? Okay. okay no, carry the on, most carry dangerous on. rushing rushing game in the NFL. And they had no tape on him from last week because he threw ninety percent of his passes behind the line of scrimmage. 
So they didn't have any tape on him throwing downfield. And yes, he had those two big touchdowns that you talk about, but he also had the third lowest average depth of target all week. Again, he had a lower average depth of target than Mac Jones or Tom Brady or Daniel Jones. So he's not pushing the ball downfield very much. He just had two that went for a touchdown. So when he plays a truly great defense, I think they're going to whoop him. Unfortunately for me, that's not happening this week because he gets to hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey for 300 yards against us on Thursday night. Yeah, well... He's going to get three wins out of three, but in the playoffs, someone is going to really hurt him. Yeah, no, and I totally had that opinion before, and I I I am aware that that is a highly possible scenario. But the the thing that I think he... He did look genuinely good, and I know you say like he he had a low depth of uh, target, but you still got to make those throws. And he he there was pressure on him at times. He escaped the pressure. He looked really good in the pocket. I saw him make a number of passes that were agile, and like that is just something that we the 49ers do not get with Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, we're still yet to see what can happen with Trey Lance, but he he was looking good under pressure. He was moving around the pocket nicely. And again, what you got to remember is with the 49ers, he doesn't he the short depth of target works because we have the wide receivers uh, and the running backs, frankly, to to go for that system. Like that's essentially what the 49ers are built for. We are they call themselves the Yak Bros because we are the team that produces just so much yards after contact. When you think about the way that Debo Samuel, who is obviously injured now but we'll get him back in the playoffs. When you think about the way he plays, when you think about the way that Ayuk plays, think about the way that George Kittle plays, look at Christian McCaffrey. They're the angriest runners in the league and they just, players bounce off them, they get yards after the catch. This is, there is potential for this to work and I thought that it was going to crumble and burn this week. It might well still do that, but there was enough there to get 49ers fans excited. Um, Right, we're going to move on. Uh, Chris, it's your time to shine, producer Cash. Come on in. Hello, gentlemen. It's been a while. This is really exciting. Who are you? Yeah, who who am I? Um, No, I am back and I'm better than ever because I am back in charge of the Lux competition. I'm taking it back from the very capable hands of uh, Tebs, who's done a great job while I've been gallivanting off all over the place. but I'm so excited, in fact, chaps. I made a little intro video for this. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say I made another mistake. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. no the I mean, last I thing we saw from you is a graphic with three things wrong on it. So, Well, all right, chaps. Whoa, on, Chris, how are, you enjoying your, how are you enjoying your return? This has not been the hero's welcome that you were expecting. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. I've actually been working really hard in the background. You know what, shut up. I'm going to play my intro video. <laughs> Well, it's oh, going to be great for the audio listeners. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm hyped. I'm hyped now. Hyped and we yeah, are it was a good video. Can't As a little recap on last week, we had double Bengals, and it was a, a double Oh, the Raiders! 
I love it. That is just comical after what we have spoken about on this podcast. And I know you yes, said, Tebs, yes. that you had a soft spot for the Raiders, but oh my God. After no, 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 wait. Do, 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 do you know the worst part is, is that I, I wouldn't have picked that if I knew Baker Mayfield was playing straight up. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, oh, I'll put it to yeah. this. That, that, that was literally locked in before Baker Mayfield signed with the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, okay, sorry, Chris. It's a take, sorry. Take. So just for the for the audio listeners, um, last week we had Ollie and Dan both picking the Bengals, walking arm and arm into victory. And we had, uh, yeah, Tebs, who unfortunately took yet another L. So we are now moving on to this week. <laughs> Half of the course, really. Yeah, the same 49ers suck, Tebs. Uh, we, are, we are moving in with Ollie going for the 49ers, Tebs going for the Lions, and Dan going for the Cowboys. Can I say as well, Dan, 4-0, you're looking very high and mighty up there. Um, I'm going to throw it to Ollie and let like, explain a little bit about your pick. Yeah, well, I... Oh, does he uh, have I to? Initially... He's really spoken about this wanky team enough. <laughs> I initially don't let him to... talk. I initially wanted to take the uh, Cowboys, uh, but Dan had taken them, and we are now implementing the rule we can't have the same locks. So... First come, first serve. Fair play, Dan. You've got the Cowboys. I hope they lose. Um, yeah, quite simple. Uh, the, the Seahawks can't stop the run. And uh, I think that Christian McCaffrey and not just him, I hope that Jordan Mason gets 15 carries this week because I genuinely do worry about Christian McCaffrey uh, getting injured. And Jordan Mason has proved that he is more than capable to run uh, some angry up-the-middle runs. I think he's, you know, he's averaging... A good yards per carry, and I think that they can have some fun against the Seahawks. Absolute run funnel of a defense. So, quite straightforward. 49ers for me. Tebs. I love your pick, Tebs. I love this. Uh, Lions quality. Yeah, it's the Lions have been on a roll, and yeah. the Jets have been on the opposite of a roll. They've been at a standstill. For some reason, they've got this thing in their head where Mike White is the answer. Mike White, like Mike White, is great one game of the season. Like generally, if if I was the Jets, I'd keep him signed. If there's one big game you need to win, boom, Mike White. But Mike White has been driven into oblivion now, which I imagine I don't know what's happening with Wilson now. Yeah, who would you play I don't instead? Know. I don't. I don't know what. <laughs> No, this is it. Exactly. It's five. It's five one. But like, it's I don't understand why he wasn't playing last week. I know exactly. it's, it's because yeah, I know it's because uh, it's because they've got in their head that Mike White is you know sensational. He's good one game of the year, and that's a, that's a good stat line for him. He'll be a good trivia question in like ten years time. But you know the Zach lines. Zach Wilson <laughs> is hideous. Zach Wilson is absolutely hideous. He's Huh? They're not going to play Flacco, and Zach Wilson is hideous, and Mike White. I'd, pl- I'd play Flacco. Check down City. No, it doesn't matter. For, it doesn't matter for me because I've not picked them. The Jets suck, um, but the Lions are on a roll. And as far as Dan, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's good enough for me. You've got a team that's on the back burner, ready to sort of, you know, their their playoff hopes are currently in the bin, while the Lions' playoff hopes are currently, you know, they're scarking. They're in the hunt, and th- that's more than the Lions have had in a hot minute. So I don't think the occasion is going to be lost on the Lions, and I think they're going to come away with a win. Simple as that. Fair enough, Dan. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you there. I think Aiden Hutchinson's probably going to munch Mike White once if he does play, and he'll break his ribs and he'll be out here. Um, yeah. I picked the Cowboys this week over the Jags. I don't feel great about it, but the Cowboys are, for my money, the third best team in the NFL right now. 
the Jags are not. Now, oh. Trevor Lawrence is playing out. They're the second skin. best team. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is playing out of his skin. In the last five weeks, he's been the second highest rated quarterback in the league, according to PFF. So he has truly arrived. Uh, this pick is more based on the fact that he doesn't have as much talent around him as Dak Prescott does. I think that defense is going to be unlike anything he's faced so far. And the Cowboys are going to get at least two interceptions. Uh, and I don't think the Jags can stop Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard running all over them. Yeah. And how, how often do you see a team like like the Cowboys, because they had this like weird, bad performance against a division rival in the Texans, you just feel like, well, the next week they're just going to go out and absolutely fuck shit up. So <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I back that. I wanted to take it, but you already had. Tebs, any thoughts on that game? No, it's just good. I mean, it's just a good pick. Just good. Because you, you, you can't be doing that. You can't be having that performance again against the Texans and then the next week put on another pitiful performance. You know, obviously that was the case of the Cowboys playing down to their uh, competition. Um, and if they play down to where the Jags were, then they, they, they will shake it. But if they play to where the Jags are, then I think the Cowboys will come away with a win. How do yeah, you, I think like... the Jags being good for the last few weeks is the best thing for the Cowboys. Yeah, 100%. Michael Carson didn't have a... They didn't have like a sack. He did, they had like no sacks against the Texans. How is that possible? They're going to fucking mutilate. They're going to mutilate uh, the, the Jags now because it, it feels like the, the average is going to average out and they're going to get all the sacks they should have had against the Texans. They're going to get them against the Jags. Uh, no, anyway, it, it was a tough week to pick from, so that means it's going to be a good week of games um, as it always is at this time of year. Cause it's getting crunch time, right? That'll, that'll do us unless you've got anything else to add boys. Tebs is yawning. He needs to go to bed. Off we go boys. Anything last to say as we sign off. I'm coughing, not yawning. <laughs> no, you're yawning. Not that rude. Uh, all right then boys. Sounds like we're done. Uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Tebs. Thank you, producer cash. Roll that outro music and we'll get the hell out of here. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.